What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome in to the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany. This is Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Six games on the ice tonight. I got Eric Young hanging by. We're going to break them all down, give you some DK picks, give you some player props, and hopefully some winners. It's been a big 24 hours for the Mayo Media Network, the big Brooks Kepka call. So hopefully we can build that bankroll even higher for you guys. But first, I wanted to spend some time and present the prize picks play of the day. There's two players I'm looking at. If you're just new to prizepicks.com, check them out. Use that promo code MMN, 100% match deposit of up to $100 when you use that promo code MMN. So let's get underway. Two players really stand out, as I mentioned. The first one's Patrick Line, 4.5 fantasy points. I'm going to take the over there. He's played three games with the Blue Jackets so far. He's averaging 19 minutes, 22 seconds over those three games. He has three goals in six shots. The first game didn't go his way, but he put seven shot attempts towards the net. That's what I'm looking for here for prize picks. You get half a point for a shot, three points for a goal, two points for assist. You get points for blocks as well. May not get a lot of that with line A, but he's going to shoot the puck and that's what I really like. Columbus last night, five goals against Carolina. We're going to see the backups in this game. We could see a lot of goals in this contest. So give me line A and the over at that line last night, just reassembled with Jack Roslevic. Patrick line came Atkinson team high at five on five, a team high, eight shot attempts, five scoring chances and two high danger chances. And we know what line can do on the power play. He had a power play goal yesterday. So give me line in the over. Give me Connor McDavid in the over 5.5 too. I was on the fence. It's like Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, both of these guys in primetime matchups. But Matthews is a little high. McDavid here at 5.5, nine goals, a league high, 26 points in 13 games. He enters this evening on a nine-game point streak. And all he's done over those nine games is score six goals and rack up 21 points. He had seven points in two games against Ottawa last week. He gets the Sens again. The Oilers outscored Ottawa in that two-game series. 12 to 7, 48 shots on goal for Mr. McDavid. He had two assists. If he gets two assists, he had it against the Oilers in one of those, or against Ottawa in one of those games. If he gets two assists, three shots on goal, we're there. We're right at that total already. So I feel like he's going to get a couple points this evening. You look at Ottawa five on five. They've allowed the third most shot attempts, the third most scoring chances per 60 minutes at five on five, and the third highest expected goals per 60 minutes. So give me the over on McDavid and give me the over on Patrick Line. Use that promo code MMN at prizepicks.com. Let's bring in Eric Young. Six games on the ice tonight. EY, happy Monday, man. What's going on? This is a good way to start my Monday. We're talking hockey. We're talking bets. We're talking NHL. Um, they're soldiering on. Tons of postponed games. Fingers crossed that they can finish this season. It's... Uh... <laughs> It's a it's been a wild ride, man. It's a wild ride. Yeah, it it really has been. It's been fun. The hockey's been great. Uh, I I'm not crazy about playing the same team all the time, but we have some data at least to go by, and you know, there's been some trends certainly in the North Division. If you're just looking for some season long stuff. Check out FTN. Use that promo code Meanie or that promo code Mayo. I have uh, a waiver wire rankings article up there already. There are several teams playing four games this week, so taking a look at some streams and some deep league ads, some players maybe you should buy low, sell high. And there are several teams playing two games for the week, and this is week four of the fantasy hockey season. If you're already off to an 0-3 start, you may have to cut some ties with some guys that are just not performing, maybe stream some players. So check out ftnfantasy.com for that article and use that promo code Mayo or Meanie. Uh, Eric, before we get into the games, you know, every Monday I see you active in my leagues, picking up some guys, dropping some guys. Who are a few players that you've uh, had your eye on? I mean, someone from sure, for sure. I, I mean, it was probably owned in a lot. I don't know what the percentage is, but, but Connor Verhage in Florida, it oh, yeah. looks like there's, there's a real chemistry between him and Barkov. Every time I see Barkov, I, I, I cuss because I wanted him on the Preds. They ended up taking Seth Jones and trading away for Ryan Johansson. And we could have just had Barkov all along and everything would have been right in the world. Um, Look at Ron Johansson's a good player, but Barkov is elite. He is, uh, it's insane how good this guy is. And because he plays in Florida, I still think he's not talked about enough. Uh, he, he's been an underrated player for as long as he's been in the league. And we always have talked about it, but the reality is he plays in Florida. No one watches Florida. No one cares about Florida. They haven't been competitive. Barkov is top 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say top five centerman in the entire league right now. He is an absolute beast. And Connor Verhage, like out of nowhere, I don't even know if I'd even heard this guy's name before this year, um, but there's a real chemistry there. If you're watching the games and trust me, I'm watching the games. That's uh that's definitely a guy to be looking to, to add. Yeah. I, I would agree. And he's off to a really good start. He's not getting any love in the DFS community. DraftKings wrote him up uh, twice over the past couple of games. Don't think it worked out too well yesterday, but it did work out against your Preds. He had a goal and an assist. He's got nine points and six goals so far on the season. Yeah, not getting the respect in on DraftKings in terms of pricing and DFS and in season-long leagues, too. He's checking in under 60% across all platforms. Jeez, he's 33% in Yahoo leagues, and he's jumped up 6% over the t- past 12 24 hours roughly, but yeah, this is a guy who scored Eric. Uh, I do remember him playing for the ice dogs, OHL Niagara. He had 33 goals, 82 points in 68 games. So what he's doing is not really a fluke. He had back-to-back 80 point seasons playing for the ice dogs uh, back in around 2013, 2014. So he had some points getting it done. There's one guy that we'll get to in a little bit that I think is trending up. And that's Jack Roslevic, as I mentioned off the top of the show, getting an opportunity here to play with a familiar face in Patrick line. And he looked good. Uh, yesterday. In fact, he's looked real nice over the past three games. We'll get to him in a little bit. Let's talk some picks. Let's start with the Leafs. We got the Canucks and the Maple Leafs again tonight. Uh, Toronto minus 195 favorites here. Vancouver plus 165. Four and eight against the spread for the Leafs. Six and nine for the Canucks. The total here is at 6.5. Ah, man, I don't really know what to say anymore about Vancouver. I'm running out of things to say. This is just a a hockey team that does not look good. Uh, There's been at least six goals scored in 70% of their games so far this season. It was a 5-1 win against Toronto on the weekend. It was a 7-3 win the game before that. The Canucks are just really struggling defensively, Eric, to keep the puck out of their net. And Austin Matthews is on a heck of a run. He's got 10 goals. Seems like this guy scores at will every time he touches the ice, 50 shots on net. It was tough for me not to include him in the prize picks off the top. I mean, 5.9 is a little high, but I don't know how you just don't get involved with Austin Matthews. I mean, finding the back of the score, finding the back of the net, hitting the score sheet again, Eric, tonight, probably. He's he's looked incredible. Uh, the Leafs look, uh, they're, they're capitalizing on mistakes, and Vancouver is making a ton of them. Uh, I mean, look, it's not over for Vancouver yet, but because of the shortened season, because they're playing in the ultra competitive North division, Canadian division, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're going to have to get things right quick to even be able to sniff the playoffs. And that's how quick this is going to slip away from teams. Um, They've looked bad, like just bad. They do not look like a good hockey team at all. Uh, Obviously, you know, the loss of Markstrom, I think is affecting them more than they thought more than a lot of people thought. And even Chris Tanev, I mean, that is a good defenseman. He blocks a ton of shots, kind of a heart and soul guy back there on defense. And there's nobody to take his place. Uh, Vancouver's bad. Uh, Toronto right now is really good. And oh, that's, that's a homer pick for me, but they look uh, like they're capitalizing when people make mistakes. And this is, I mean, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, this is what you've been waiting for. You're, you're, you're waiting for teams to make mistakes and the Toronto Maple Leafs with all that skill up front to make them pay. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, Matthews enters tonight on a seven game goal streak. He's got nine goals over that span. Uh, he's got 29 shots. He's got what goals in, did he have two goals the other night? And then he had two goals the game before that, right? Maddie, we got yep. Wayne Simmons out of the lineup here this evening. What do you think that, that uh, top six is going to look like? Who do you think is going to take that spot on that second line? KF? He's not there. What do you think, EY? I, it could be VC. Oh, I thought um, you were asking EY. That's my bad, fellas. EY, take it away. You guys, away. Like, no, you guys no. are bleeding blue. I need to know. What, what's happening with no, Wayne Simmons? EY, take it away. I'll give my two cents after. Yeah, I mean, for me, as a, as a person that owns uh, Ilya Mikheyev in our Dynasty Salary Cap League, I wanted to be him. <laughs> but uh, I would, you know, VC has actually looked pretty good. Um, you know, ties back to being drafted by the Predators here, a player that I've been aware of for a long time and, and, uh, and a very good player. So, I mean, to me, it's going to be one of the two. Uh, my hope it's Mikheyev, uh, not great at shooting the puck, but can skate, can pressure guys, uh, is a big body, can stand in front of the net. I mean, he's not going to be Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons is – he might be my favorite player in the league right now. It's, it's so It's exactly cool what see. the Leafs needed, right? 100%. It's, it, it's unbelievable. And everyone's like, oh, he's over the hill. He's not that old. 
you know, and, and, you know, I mean, he was never fast. That was never his game. His foot speed was never high. What he does is he is good all over the ice and is unbelievable at standing in front of the net. The goalie scored the last game where he's on the side of the net and he roofs that puck over. Like there's like literally a two inch hole over the, over uh, Holtby's shoulder and he just shoots it right past him. That's a, a very, very high skill play. Um, Losing him is bad news for the Maple Leafs. I mean, really bad news. I think it's going to be way worse than I think people think. What do you think, Maddie? Give me Mickey on that second line. I'm a big fan of Mickey's game. He's faster than a lot of people think because they see him on the yeah. ice and he think he's just a big lumbering Russian. Well, I mean, while he is that, he's a quick dude. I think VC's better off on that third line because if he's going to play with Kerfoot and Spezza there, they need someone who can snipe and is a little quicker. I don't really trust Kerfoot to generate any offense. I trust him to take a heck of a lot of penalties. Um, old man Spezza, I've been enjoying him, just watching his renaissance come out of nowhere. But yeah, give me Mickey on the second line. I think he fits in well with Tavares and Nylander. And he's like a Zach Hyman, but a little Russian Zach Hyman, where he's not afraid to go in the corners. But he's a bit of a better shooter than Hyman. But Hyman just has that chemistry with Matthews and Marner that no one else has. But yeah, Mickey on the second line. I kind of like Mickey in DFS too, because I think they're going to let him stick up there on that line for a bit until they see anything better from the bottom six to put up. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm just like, we'll get to DraftKings in a little bit. I know it's very easy to to just go to Matthews and Marner right away on DK, but I think it's, you know, what we've seen from Vancouver, at least five goals in four straight games, just really struggling against every team in the league, not named the Ottawa Senators. And just, I think it's smart to get involved with maybe like John Tavares or touch on that second line. Like Matthews is 8-8 on DK, Tavares is 6-3. Marner is 7-7. Willie Nylander is 5-6, right? Like, get involved, I think, with those secondary pieces. Still getting power play time. This Canucks team is struggling. They're giving – you just look at the numbers, 5-on-5, Eric. They've just – they've allowed – you know, they're top five in basically every metric that I look for. And they're checking all those boxes to attack against, right? To stack a team against them. Like high danger chances allowed, quality chances, scoring chances, shot attempts, shots against, and then – goals i don't even want to sit here and blame demko or holpe like they're okay. giving up so many odd man rushes every time i watch them it's it's breakaway here and there two on one three on one yeah it's i mean they're not markstrom i don't think that, that right. comes as a surprise yeah. to anybody he's looked really good in he's he's, they're making a lot last year yeah 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 100 I, I i believe um they always say is, is, you know, it, it comes down to goaltending in the end. Uh, if you don't have it, I can't remember the analogy. If you don't have, if you have goaltending, it's 80% of the equation. If you don't have it, it's hundred percent of the equation. So it's, uh, it's bad in Vancouver. They can't get a bounce. Uh, they can't get a stop because they're giving up too many high danger scoring chances. And if you're giving up high danger scoring chances to a team like the Leafs that are just littered with offensive skill, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a really long night. And it's going to be a long night again tonight. I mean, I, I, I think that the, the Leafs still score four or five goals tonight. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, so, you know, to pick them straight up on the money line, it's, it's not really worth your time unless you're going to parlay three or four other guys. I, I'm going to pick them by the, on the puck line here. I don't usually get involved, but there might be two games here that I have to get involved with today. This is one minus one and a half is plus 115. Looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, probably not going to get involved with any of these shot props. I don't love them uh, at all. I'm seeing Matthews here minus 253 and a half. Uh, I know some other books. I'm looking at Matthews four and a half. It's a little high, but that's plus money, plus 120. What I did on Saturday, what I told the FTN subs was just to get involved with maybe anytime goal for Matthews it was actually plus money on Saturday and you know since this goal streak obviously it's not but if you're picking guys to score goals I mean I have no problem including him into a little bit of a parlay minus 139 anytime goal but I think what the play of the night and what I told FTN subs on Saturday was just to get involved maybe a Marner assist or Marner two points Marner two points plus 140 he's just been He's been just as good as Matthews. He's, he's not fine in the back of the net, but we all know what his game is. He loves to pass. He lets to set guys up. He reads the play. He's the guy who distributes the puck on the power play. Uh, if, you know, ba- Vancouver has taken more penalties than anybody in the league. That's another issue right there is yep. that they're just always shorthanded as well. So, and they're giving up shorties. It's just a bad hockey team right now. So continue to ride this trend out. It's over 70%. I think it's like 72% of the games in the North have gone at least they've had at least six goals. So that's not totally over the number because most of these totals are six and a half, but there have been at least six goals in 
70% of the games in the North and the Canucks are a big part of that. And the Leafs as well, scoring goals. So going to move on from this game, but I think, you know, getting involved with Marner points, two points. I like Matthews, anytime goal, maybe stay away from the shot props. I do see Quinn Hughes minus one eighty at one and a half shot. I've been hitting this. It's, Minus 180 is really juice, but I, if you're into parlays, you can add that in there. He just plays a lot, right? He's he's logging a lot of ice time. He's he's on the power play quite often, and he's he's getting to that two-shot mark pretty much uh, every single game. So I like that one. Your other team, the Preds, up against the Bolts. What are you thinking here for Nashville this evening? I mean, tough draw, man. Uh, they're not the defending Stanley Cup champions for no reason. You know, this uh, they're an unbelievable hockey team. The Preds have got some stuff to figure out. Uh, I think they're they're right there. I mean, they're right on the edge of it. Um, they need to find offense. How long have we been talking about this? I mean, it seems like forever. Yeah. Uh, and when you bring in guys like you know Nick Cousins and you know Eric Halla, like those guys aren't you know, pure offensive guys. I think they're all good pieces, but you know I mean? We don't, other than Forsberg, there's nobody that you can kind of rely on to push the offensive train every night. Uh, and if you can't do that against Tampa Bay, it's going to be tough. I mean, although last time they played them, they played them tough. You I mean, it was close. It for sure it was close. Uh, both the Florida games were, were pretty close. So um, if you're an aggressive, you know, weird gambler like me, then, maybe put money on the Preds tonight because, uh, you know, I feel like because of the effort and because of where they're sitting right now, they're due for a win. Yeah. I, they're, they're mixing around their lines. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's Duchesne? I need to see more from this guy, right? He signed yeah. that big contract. Everybody wanted him. Oh, there's a lot. I'll of say, on him. you know, watch watching the games is he's super noticeable. Every time he's on the ice, something's happening. They've got the puck and, you know, he's, he's, he's protecting the puck. He's, he's making good plays, but it's just not going for him. I thought he scored the two goals the other day. I thought, okay, here we go. You know, Bunky off the back. He's not gripping the stick as tight now and, and away we go, but uh, you know, right back into the same thing where he just, he's not producing like I feel he should be, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Johansson out is, is a big loss for them down the middle of the ice. Um, and Duchesne needs to step up and 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 earn the money that he's making. I mean, he, he's a good player. He, he's looked good, you know. I mean, to the eye test, he's looked good. He's just not he's just not finishing. And I mean, this has been a, a disease that's plagued the Predators forever. I mean, like they look good, but they just can't seem to finish. I don't have anything to confirm this, but I this is the first of two straight back to back nights between these two teams. I, I mean, Curtis McElhinney is going to start one of these games. Uh, I, I think it potentially could be the season. Is he? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they can't ride Vasilevsky all year like this, can they? I mean, they're going to cruise. They, they do definitely ride him. I thought they played him too much two years ago down the stretch, and then they played Tampa Bay, and he looked a little – or the Tampa Bay. They played Columbus in that first round. That was when they lost to them first time. And he looked a little tired. He looked like a guy that played a lot of hockey that needed some rest. I, I think yeah. Michelini will get a start. But both of those games went over the number. I mean, you, you said they hung around. It was a 4-3 Tampa win, and then it was a 5-2 Tampa win. McElhaney is not – I don't know. He had some decent numbers with the Leafs and some decent numbers with Carolina. He did not last year on a really good team. He struggled, uh, and he hasn't played yet. I mean, that shows how much faith they have in him, right? When you look at some other teams that are really going back and forth, like Vegas and Montreal, for example, just going back and forth with with backups and, and their starters. So I think we might see some goals here. I'm leaning Tampa. I can't do it. I see what you're saying, and maybe this maybe they're starting to come around. I like the fact that Duchesne, maybe it's because of the injury, but he is up playing up top with the guy he should be playing with in Forsberg. These guys, it's, Forsberg is the man there, generates all the offense up front. So I like the fact that it's them two and then Arvidsson. That is a line that I'm kind of interested in DFS tonight is a sneaky little maybe line one stack. Get some power play time together. Can maybe fit in Yossi if McElhaney is started. If it's Vasilevsky, it's just no dice. I just don't, I just don't see it uh, for Nashville. But shot props, 
same usual suspects for me. Uh, Stammer over point, but he's juiced up. Stamkos is minus 162, two and a half shots. Point is minus 112, 2.5. I think he can get involved with, um, you know, an anytime goal Stammer or just an assist for point, you know, plus money or two points for, for Braden Point. That's the line that I would attack this evening. Um, anything else to add for the Preds? Uh, I mean, that's it. I feel with the goaltending is something's got to happen one way or the other. And I think we talked about this last year. I like Saros um, as a player, but I, I just don't think he's a starter. And I think it comes down to geometry. And that's a weird thing oh. for me to say about math is he's just not big enough to play goaltending uh, goaltender in the NHL. If he goes down to the butterfly stance, the, the whole top of the goal is open because he's short and very short for, to play goal in the NHL nowadays. It, it, you know, I mean, the style of goaltending is not about saving or stopping the puck. It's about blocking it. That that's how most goaltenders play now. Uh, and just the science of it is he's just, he's just too small. Uh, he does not look as sharp as he did last year. Pecorine has looked pretty decent uh, in, in, you know, coming in relief and, and even in his couple yeah. starts. So, I mean, for me, I'd be leading Rene to start until Saros can kind of get right because uh, the reality is he does not look like the same goal as he did at the end of the year last year. Uh, and it just comes down to math. It's, it's, he's just not tall enough to be a starting goalie. I, I think uh, in relief coming in, he's, <clears throat> he can be good, but in that starting role where they have to rely on him, it, it's just, it's science guys it's science and that's that's my belief i've i've been saying that for years yeah you um, have it, it, it i don't want to say that i think he's a good goaltender but it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not taking up most of the net it, you mean these guys everybody even fourth line guys can shoot the puck with the sticks and the training and you mean like everyone can shoot now and if you're not at least six foot two you're not taking up enough space it's as simple as that all the reason for me to pick Tampa. All the reason for me to pick Tampa. Maybe lean with the over. You're talking there. to the guy who put money on the Ottawa Senators to win the Stanley Cup. So uh, what I'm saying is, is the last two times they played them, it, it was way closer than even, you know, the 4-2 the game was even closer than the other one, I believe, in the play. Uh, and I think that the Predators, they want to come away with a win. Like you said, if McElhaney plays, I'm betting on, I'm, I'm betting on the Preds. Preds are plus 132 at home, minus 155 for Tampa. Um, this game's tough. This is a, a stay away. I've been I've said this to Cam every single time, but good on Cam. On Friday's show, he did say he was going to be all in on the New York Islanders to beat the Penguins. They ended, ended their five-game losing streak with a 4-3 W against Pitt tonight. They are playing their rivals at MSG. We got the Rangers and the Islanders, minus 112 for the Rangers minus 105 for the Isles. Uh, five and a half is the spread here. Man, I might, I might like some goals, but the Rangers have yet to really get going on all cylinders. They, you know, they've won three or four, but they're not getting into these shootouts that I thought that they would get into. They played to, to the under, under quite a bit. The Islanders, same sort of deal. I don't have a feel, man. Honestly, it's, it's not trying to be – I can't get a feel for this Islanders team. I just can't. It's, too, it's both of them. Both are weird both teams. Both of them are you know, weird like teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I feel the same way. I'm perplexed of, of you know, who's going to take the reins here. Uh, I thought that the Islanders were going to be very effective. Uh, you know, I thought like playing that, that very, you know, defensive oriented trots, you know, very responsible system. Uh, I thought, because that's how they play and there's really no turnover in the roster that they would be set up without a training camp to be very strong defensively still, because it's basically the same lineup as they had last year. Uh, I don't think we're really seeing that. I mean, the Islanders again is like, who's going to score. This is the same Preds problem. The Preds have the Islanders have always had this problem. Barzell is an unreal player, but because of the system yeah. they play, he's never really left to be the player that he can be. I, I believe if he played on another team, everybody's talking about this guy because he's absolutely unreal. Um, but, you know, Trotz believes in a certain style of hockey and it's proven to be a winning style of hockey. It just, we haven't seen that yet. And the Rangers, I, I thought that they would be high powered. I mean, I, I really did. I thought they would be shooting the lights out. Um, I didn't think that they would be 
winning a ton of games, but I thought at least they would do is be pushing the pace and scoring a bunch of goals. And that hasn't happened either. I don't know what happened to Sabinajad. He was, I mean, a guarantee last year and he has barely shown up at all this year. So hopefully they can get him going. They can get some offense going and at least make these games interesting. Like this is New York versus New York. This should be interesting. And I don't know if I'll even watch it to be honest. And that's saying something because I'm crazy. Yeah. It might be on the third TV. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Islanders have played to the under in 7 of 10. The Rangers have played to the under in 7 of 10. So, like, if there's a side here to lean, it's probably the under. The Rangers 7 of 3 against the spread. Uh, but I'm just, like I've been doing with these games that are just kind of coin flips here. I mean, they play each other at the start of the season. It was a 4 nothing win for um, the Isles. And then the Rangers bounce back, right? It's just, um, oh, man. I'm going to lean with the under. I think the play is the under, but it's not my favorite pick and I probably won't give it at the end. But if you're looking for a ton of picks, like that's where I, that's how I'm leaning. But what I've been saying when there's these coin flip games is just look at these shot props, people. It's all about the shot props. Anders Lee, two and a half minus 125. Book it. Love it. Absolutely love it. This guy loves to shoot the puck. Look at this. Three, four, 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 three. He had eight in the opener against the Rangers. He had four the very next game. So he's got 12 shots in two games against the Rangers this season, getting a ton of ice time, played 23 minutes the other night against the Flyers, plays on the power play, just a volume shooter. So I just think he's a guy that I go to every single time. And I'm, I'm surprised, like DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm surprised that he's minus 125. I feel like he should be right around minus 140, 137-ish, right around like Sveshnikov and Rand and these guys that just keep hitting their their overs consistently. So that's my favorite play of the the entire game. Ottawa, Edmonton, Eric, your Sens, plus 165 at home, minus 195 for the Oilers. My son, my son. I'm just kidding. I know they're not your Sens. They played really good against the Habs back-to-back games. I thought they were very competitive. Uh, They are my Sens. They kind of are. It's a really competitive team, man. And I think that some of these younger guys are going to get going. I think uh, DJ Smith – um, healthy scratching Colin White was an unbelievable move. He's looked really, really good since coming back. There's definitely a jump in his step. You I mean, this is a guy that's, that's young and not, you know, a lot of people don't know. And he got paid. I mean, you know, he got paid pretty well uh, and his play fell off and he benched him. And I mean, that's a message to the team. That's a message to him saying, look, if you're not going to compete and you're not going to play hard, you're not going to play on this team, regardless of what you're making. Uh, and, you know, this is a thing that's been going on in the NHL forever. Uh, but a lot of times coaches don't have, you know, quite frankly, the balls to do it. And he did it. And uh, he's looked pretty good. Uh, look, I do I believe that they're going to win the Stanley Cup? No. Uh, do I believe when I put them in there like a plus 1500 to win it? I mean, it's 20 bucks. I mean, what if they win? Would you put then 20 bucks like on them tonight? Do you believe in them this evening? Oh, geez. I mean, for me against Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton is not a good hockey team. No, they're not. You know, no. They didn't do anything in the offseason to make their goaltending better. They didn't do anything to make their defense better. Bringing in Tyson Berry is not a way to bolster your defense. Uh, I get that he's good on the power play or he's been good on the power play at some point in his career. We haven't seen that in a couple of years. So that, that was a bizarre move to me, um, especially when most teams were playing with, you know, basically one defenseman on the power play nowadays. So uh, I don't think I'd put $20 on them to win tonight, but I mean, against Edmonton, it, it, it could happen. The only deterrent is Connor McDavid is crazy. My wife who is forced to watch more hockey than she wants uh, said, I'm trying to think of what she said how come he's so much faster than everybody else? <laughs> like this is a person that barely watches any hockey, you know, kind of watches a lot by proxy, but just could see, I mean, the guy's on another level. I mean, yeah. a complete another level. I find it hard to bet against any team that he's playing on. Um, and that's the thing. Yeah. Um, your wife is great, by the way. We had some fun at the Bell Center watching some hockey. She was loving it yeah. there. Uh, Preds and yeah. Habs. That's the thing, man. It's McDavid and Drysaddle, and I don't know if you noticed when they played Calgary the other night, they didn't even come off the ice. Yeah. Like, the last few minutes of the game, they just stayed on the ice. Just It seems like it's their only offense, their only way to win. Both guys come in tonight, as I said off the top of the show, McDavid has a nine-game point streak. Um, he has been lights out over that span. 
Dreisaitl has a nine-game point streak. Dude has 16 points in the nine games. And McDavid has... 21 points over those nine games. It's just a duo that's extremely tough to, to stop. You're, you're dead on about their defense and all the holes that they have, especially in goal. I, I think even myself, I find I'm a little hard on Koskinen, but I mean, he's not great. And he has to be extremely good for this team to, to win on most nights. I told you I don't really love the puck line. I think the play, again, is to get involved with like McDavid two points is minus 118. I tweeted it out last week. I think it was a three-point night. It was plus 400. Then a three-point night. I went back to it silly. I didn't get the three-point night the second time, but that was still plus 307. I think, you know, without being greedy, the two-point night is kind of the, the play here, right? Minus 118, two-point night for McDavid. Dry settle, two-point night is plus 105. Um, I think those are two good bets. I'd rather do the do that than get involved with the shot. Sometimes dry settle, like he had the six assists against Ottawa when they played last week, and he didn't put one puck on net. So he's he's a bit of a playmaker, but he can like he, the very next game he had the three shots, I believe, in the first period. So it's it's something that he can do, but I'm not totally into it. I'd rather get involved with the points, like two and a half minus one forty three. McDavid plus 100 over three and a half. It's just a lot for, for McDavid, even though he does have um, a boatload of shots. I mean, he's third in the NHL in shots, Uh, but I think the points are the play. Would you agree? Maybe just taking some shots on them to get multi-point nights. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely lean points there. That is a ton for, for McDavid. Um, Three and a half shots. But I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to be through him, right? Like that's yeah. uh, Ottawa senators look not a good hockey team. Goaltending has been pretty rough. Um, Thomas Shabbat, come, you know, being back is, is a big deal for them. It is a big deal. He missed that one game. That was the big yeah. blow. Yeah, it, it, big. I mean, he is—he's the centerpiece of this team for sure. Um, plays a ton of minutes. Uh, is good all over the ice. Look at—I'm about to hit uh, enter on a ten-dollar bet tonight. He's doing to, it for, for Ottawa to win. Ottawa to win. Okay, giddy up. It's locked in. It's locked in. All right. He's doing it, folks. Uh, We got two more games to talk about. We have Columbus and Carolina. These two teams played last night. It was a 6-5 win for Carolina. Mentioned Jack Roslevic off the top. It was more um, into Patrick Laine, but Roslevic has been pretty good over the last couple games. He comes in with a four-game point streak. He's got six points over that span, has a goal, has been playing now for a game and a half with Patrick Laine and Cam Atkinson. He played 19-08 Roslevic last night was definitely a season high for him. He started playing 14 minutes, played 14 minutes uh, over the first three games, four of five, and then heavy minutes for him last night. We're going to get the battle of the backups here this evening. I guess it would be the third string for Carolina. I think goals. I think goals is the way to go here. Usually I'm a little hesitant with, with Columbus and the unders, but they've been struggling lately to keep the puck out of the back of their net. Uh, I think, I'd lean Carolina, but I think the play here is the over. We got five and a half Columbus plus one twenty at home. Carolina minus one forty one on the road. Seven and two the Hurricanes and Columbus has been basically in every single game four nine against the spread, but five five and three on the year. What do you think this evening? Uh, it, the, how much trouble they've had uh, Columbus keeping the puck out of their net has actually surprised me. Two good goalies, um, you know, you know trot system or uh, oh my god. Yep. Uh, trot system. No, not trot system. It's uh, holy, why can't I? Tortsy. Torts. The crazy cow. angry man, Mr. Tortsy. Uh, yeah. Tor- oh, torts trots. system. Yeah. How could you forget Tortorella? He's, he's yeah. a guy that we can't I don't know. forget. I don't know. I, I get uh, punched in the head a lot and dropped on my head a lot. <laughs> Set you up sometimes, for that one. Yeah. Sometimes the brain, she, she just turns off, boys, and uh, you got to you gotta search around in there for the right answer. Thank you, Maddie, uh, for coming in and saving the day. I mean, it, it doesn't look like a, a torch team right now. I mean, they just uh, – they're, they're having troubles keeping the puck out of their net. Um, they are scoring more than they have. I mean, I think, you know, Liney is – I mean, arguably the best player that's ever played in Columbus offensively, for sure. Uh, he's looked pretty motivated. Russell look, looks good. I said it when the trade happens, 100%. The Columbus Blue Jackets won that trade. We don't know what Dubois is. And a third-round pick for a guy that's, I mean, basically now starting on their top line, it's, uh, 
as of right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets crushed that trade. Uh, I mean, in the future, we'll see. But my opinion was that they definitely definitely want it because a, a, a pick is a pick. There's no guarantee that that third round guy even plays in the NHL. And Roslovic is an NHL player. I mean, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. If it is, then, you know, he probably is available and for your fantasy teams, go out and grab him because he's going to play some important hockey for Columbus. Uh, for me, I think I'd go uh, with a – Five, five, I think I'd probably go over as well because uh, these, like the last game was, I mean, it was wild. I watched most of it mm. and it was just like, you just like, okay, it looks like the scoring is going to stop and then the other team would score. Then they tie it up and the other score team would score two more. And it's like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, I'm going over on that one. Yeah, and Trocek I can't find here in DraftKings Sportsbook, but look around. They might show up a little bit later. He's been plus money to get the the over on two and a half shots. We, we love this guy, right? We're big Trocek fans. Three shots, five, one, seven, three, three. He just logs a lot of ice time. He's he's looked real nice. I know last year was a bit – they made the deal near the deadline. It was a surprising move, but I like the addition from Carolina when they, when they got Trocek, and now he's just – I think he's getting a little bit more comfortable. I mean, it's the battle of the backups, I believe. I don't think anything is confirmed here, but – I don't think Reimer's going to go. Nelkovich probably going to go for, for Carolina. And Lankins, Kiv is what they call him. Kiv Lankins, the Kiv. Because Elvis is uh, on IR, I believe. So he's definitely not going to play. So battle of the backups, like I said, there's been some goals. And looking at Carolina, too, there have been a lot of goals. I mean, 4-3 against Dallas, 4-3 against Chicago. They lost 6-4 against Chicago. Then they won 6-5. So they've been playing to the over quite a bit. Maybe uh, Morazic was the answer. I don't know. I've been a little hard on him. I thought Reimer is the, the guy that they should have been playing. But they've struggled so far to keep the puck out of their net. And they can score, right? They can. They usually just own the puck every single game. So give me the over there. And then the last game that we have to talk about is Arizona and St. Louis. And we'll be talking about them quite a bit I believe over the next few days because with all the postponed games they've already played these two teams have played each other three times in a row and they're going to play each other another three times in a row so it's gonna be six straight games of St. Louis and Arizona this is first round of the playoffs here right now Arizona's up 2-1 in the series yeah I mean guessed on by nobody um, so it's uh it's crazy I, we talked a little bit before we started Arizona's it, they're sneaky. You mean like it's, you don't think that they're going to be any good and then just kind of win games. And, and uh, I, I'm very unclear how this is happening. They got a bunch of interesting players. Uh, Clayton Keller is a guy that I've been on for a while. He hasn't really been getting it done, but had a good game last game. I think he had uh, two goals, two assists. Um, Dvorak has been sneaky good. And Connor Garland is Great. offensively is just a wild man. I mean, just ripping the puck, uh, can shoot the puck is competitive, uh, a tiny little guy, but he is uh, a very interesting player for, for both DFS and season long for me. Um, and St. Louis is, man, they look, they look disjointed to me. I mean, I, they just do not look like the team that I thought they were going to be. Um, and the fact that Arizona is giving them a run for the money. And this is wild six games in a row they're going to play. You kind of wish it was like, 20 years ago when there was actually still fighting in the NHL because it would be a wild ride. Yeah, I know it really would be. Uh, we might see it by the end. I know the game got a little heated to, towards the end of it, but um, a staple of this show, I think is David Perron's shop prop <laughs> over two and a half plus money again, plus plus one fifteen. Why not? Right. Let's just continue to ride this out. He didn't get it the last time these two teams played, but Plus money, he's been he's been getting it done. And one guy that's been heating up a little bit, I noticed uh, in the second last game when they were down, Hoffman, right? It was only, I think, a matter of time before yep. they moved Hoffman up. I know Robert Thomas is on IR. So Hoffman's starting to get a little bit more ice time, right? He started 13-11, 15-12. Where was the minutes? The 19 minutes in his last game. He uh, or 19 minutes in the first man, they played Arizona so much, but he has three goals in these three games against the Coyotes and his ice time has gone like 14, 19, 17. So he's starting to get a little bit more involved. He had nine shots on goal and two goals, two games ago. So in the three games against uh, Arizona, he's got 15 shots. Like that's, that's the Hoffman we know, right? The volume yep. shooter put the puck in the back of the net, not seeing any shot props, but I'd maybe get involved with, you know, you could probably, he might be favorite actually first time goal. I'll just take a look at it here quickly. Uh, yeah, he is, but you know, 
I, I don't hate it, right? He's he's trending up. He's shooting the puck a little bit more. He's starting to play with some better players. So Hoffman, maybe anytime goal is a long shot. 11-1 is not bad for, for first-time goal. And anytime goal, he's, he's plus 190. If a shot prop does come up with him, two and a half, I, I would like that one uh, more than Perron, actually. But I do like David Perron, two and a half. So I like the Blues, minus 148. I'm going to take them. Uh, I believe I jumped on them last night, minus 145. I'm seeing here now, minus 157. So do a quick if you like them. Let's get into some DK stuff, uh, and then we'll get some picks towards the end. Matty's been hot, too, so I want to get his takes on what he's thinking for this evening's slate. Uh, you know, at the center position, it's not breaking any news here. McDavid, Matthews, Drysdale, these guys are all very good. If you can find a way to get them in, sure, why not? 9K for McDavid, 8-8 for Matthews. I'd lean Matthews over McDavid, just volume shooter, shooting the puck in a real groove right now. And this is more about the Canucks than it is about the Senators. Believe it or not, I think Vancouver may be a worse defensive team. Drive total 82.76, Barzell 7-1, no thanks. 6-5, Ajo, Trocek 6-4. And this is the range that I want to get into tonight. Ajo at 6-5, I'm into him and Sveshnikov, and I have no problem getting in Dougie Hamilton or Trocek, just all four of those guys on PP1. And Ajo, since he's been playing with Sveshnikov, a little bit more life in his game. He's got the eight shots in the past three games. He's got three points in his past two, four in his last four, and he's played at least 19 minutes in four straight games. So Sveshnikov is a player that I just absolutely love. Those two together on the line, as I mentioned, Trocek on that first power play line. I think you should get involved. If most people, Eric, will will be looking at Toronto and will be looking at Edmonton as stacks, and I get that. If you're playing multiple lineups, you got to have them. But I think maybe just to get a little bit different with either line two in Toronto, right, the, the Tavares at 6-3, or that Columbus and Carolina game. Right, maybe he's been a jad at one point. This is probably not the game that he breaks out against the stingy Islanders at six two, but he is extremely underpriced. It's like two k cheaper than what he was opening night. It just goes to show that he has been uh, really underpriced. Sorelli at five k, uh, Tampa Bay secondary scoring. What about Matt Duchesne at four four? Maybe Duchesne and uh, maybe against McElhaney? Duchesne and, and Philip Forsberg is the way to go. I mean, left wing lock right now is projecting Vasilevsky to start today and tomorrow. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, this year has been insane. I mean, I, I, I'm siding with you. They cannot, Matt Glaney's got to play a game. And I mean, he's got to play at some point. They got to give this guy a night off. Um, but right now it's left wing locks and goalie predictor is projecting Vasilevsky and Saros on both nights. I don't imagine that stays. Um, there hasn't been, I haven't been able to find anywhere really reliable for, for who's going to start. And you mean, like, you, you don't say, Oh, this is, it'll say likely. And then last minute, you know, Ottinger's playing and Kudobin's on the IR and like, how did that happen? Uh, it's a wild year. It's a wild year. I had a team where I had four players playing last week because of postponed games. And uh, I got absolutely submarined. Um, and, yeah. you know, these guys, you guys that are going to play, you know, they're, they, the NHL is even saying that they're going to play these games. You can't drop these players that are postponed, but they're not doing anything for you. Fantasy wise. This is a, uh, if you win your fantasy league this year, tip of the cap, because it is going to be very, very difficult. And you're going to get it done. Hopefully we can help you out. Yeah, I didn't say this off the top, but if you have a season-long question, leave it in the in the comment section here, YouTube, uh, and smash that like button, as Mayo likes to say. So, yep. yeah, I'm looking here for some news as well on McElhinney. I'm not seeing it. I mean, John Cooper could potentially get his first start on Friday, which did not happen. He says, quote, worst-case scenario, probably – probably, he said, in that back-to-back against Nashville. Probably. Wouldn't even commit to maybe starting the guy in back-to-back games. Uh, okay, center position, though, deeper down. Roslevic, 3-3, like him. I think it's value uh, to be had there. Over at wing, Stammer, Marner, 7-7, I think is actually underpriced for a guy who doesn't shoot the puck a ton, but he is, uh, he's is he been so like good. Like ne- Nylander's price. I mean, he's due right. for a, a game where he can I mean, six. This, he's a really good player. You mean, yeah. I, I think he is streaky, uh, but I, th- I feel like games. he's due. Yeah. Plays a ton of time, plays on the power play, plays yeah. with John Tavares, sign me up. I agree. That's that's the way I would go tonight to be different. Everyone's going to go to Marner and Matthews. But yeah. Tavares and Nylander, I mean, Nylander's got 12 points. Uh, he's got 12 points in as many games, right? So he's been he's been solid. Just taking it, yeah. Five six for Willie Nylander. Four goals, eight assists, twelve games. I like that as well. Sveshnikov six five stands out to me. I'm in on that Carolina top line as I mentioned, 
And then Hoffman a little bit down the list at four, seven. I, I think that's a pretty solid price for him too. I just, I'm starting to see it guys. He's a streaky player. Just took him a little bit of time for the surroundings in St. Louis started the year on the third line. They, they do tend to roll the lines in St. Louis. So I don't know if he'll ever get into like the 19, 20 minutes consistently. Like he averaged sometimes with the Panthers. Um, he was really their go-to guy when they needed a goal. He was on that top power play and, and stuff like that. But that is uh, a guy that definitely stands out to me. Uh, Bjorkstrand at 4-1. I just think that's a sneaky little game. Uh, I really do. And then Max Domi's at 3-4. He's on that first power play unit as well. So you can get involved maybe with some of those cheap guys. Um, VC, 2-7. Real cheap, but just the matchup is just so nice. Defense, Hedman, 7-3, Hamilton, 6-5, Shabbat, 6-2, Nurse, all the way up to 6-1. Remember when he was 4K? That was nice. Or Yossi is 6K, Barry's 5-9, Riley, 5-8, love Riley tonight at 5-8. I like Quinn Hughes as well at 5-4. I think both of those defensemen are very underpriced. Seth Jones is extremely underpriced at 4-5. I wrote him up over the weekend at FTN. He has... Uh, four points over a three-game point streak. Lots of ice time. Lots of ice time. Yeah, and Zach Wierenski is on. He's out. He's out. So he's on IR. And what I noticed last night watching that game is Michael DeZotto was getting some power play time. He was on the second power play unit. He only has four points in 13 games, but he's going to start to really play. He played 19 minutes last night with Wierenski on IR. He had two shots, no blocks, but he's a guy that blocks quite a few shots. Like he could get that bonus for you over the past couple of games. He has seven blocks in his last two and he has um, quick math, 11 shots over his last four. So is a guy at three, two, if you're just looking for a salary saver, that's the way to go. Give us a goalie, Eric. We got potentially Vasilevsky or Curtis McElhaney, 8-5-8-3. Anderson's at 8-4. Koskinen's at 8-2. I won't go there. 8K for Bennington. Reimer at 7-9. I don't think he's going to start. Nadelkovic is at 7-7. What do you think here in net? Probably one of the Islanders or, you know, just attacking maybe the, the under here, Islanders and Rangers game. Varlamov's yeah, I mean, Varlamov has been, I mean, he's been a good goalie for a long time. It's been a weird year for him so far, but that it's still uh, with Trotz there, Mitch Korn there, like that's still a guy I believe in. And Darcy Kemper for the Coyotes. I mean, they have been ultra competitive playing against St. Louis uh, again. Um, uh, yeah. Kemper's, been, Kemper's been pretty good. Kemper has been good. Yeah, I, you know, that game to me, Arizona, St. Louis, or New York and Rangers. It's kind of where I'm going in that. Like, I think there's goals in Carolina, Columbus, Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Tampa Bay and Nashville. I think there's goals in all of those games. If I'm going to lean with any unders, it's probably Islanders and Rangers in Arizona and St. Louis. And it's not just about the unders. It is about the shot bonus and getting that save bonus. And I think you could potentially get it with, you know, all four of these goalies, actually. Bennington, Kemper, Ranta played really well against St. Louis a couple of days ago as well. But I will lean with the Varlamov or Shesterkin. 7-8, Varlamov 7-7. Even if it is Gorgiev, I'll get involved there. 7-6, Sorokin probably not. So that'll do it. DFS, uh, I think, you know, like I said, just the stacks, Toronto, Edmonton, and then maybe game stacking Carolina, Columbus, get involved with Rosselvik, get involved with that Ajo and Sveshnikov, Trocek, Dougie Hamilton unit there. Maddie, what do you think for DFS tonight on the way out? For DFS, for me, like you said, the Islanders and Rangers game, give me a goalie from one of them. Uh, the Lightning and Predators, if I'm taking any guys here, give me a flyer on Tolvanen for the Preds. I think he'll be low-owned. He's getting PP2 time. Uh, the Preds are now finally starting to spread out their power play a bit. I can't take the Preds on a puck line or a money line, though. It's just that team on the back end to start the season looked great, and now everybody that's not named Roman Yossi looks like they're playing Timbits hockey. The plays by Matias Ackholm and Dante Fabro last game, just the turnovers were absolutely brutal, so I'll stay away from yeah. that. Uh, for the Leafs on that team, like I said, I'll take Mickey. And for the Coyotes, I'm going to take Connor Garland for a shot prop and for DFS as well. Um, for the Hurricanes and Blue Jackets, if I'm going over there, I've been going to the Svechnikov well a lot, and I think people are starting to sour on him a bit, so that gives me even more incentive to play uh, Svech. He's close. He's just so close to becoming this perennial goal-scoring threat. It's just he's so inconsistent still. And like you said, I'll probably take Roslovic too. And uh, Line A's shot prop at 2.5, if you can find that anywhere, I'm hammering that. 
Yeah, I like it too. So these are the shot props I like. I like the Garland call. I'm not seeing it on DK, but he's plus money in certain spots. He just continues to do it. Uh, fan favorite of ours, Eric, for sure. Uh, but my favorite may be Lee. Lee, two and a half minus 125. Like Sveshnikov, two and a half minus 148. Line A, two and a half minus 155. Point and Stammer, both two and a half. I like Stammer more, but he's juiced up to minus 162. I have no problem with points. Sometimes he gets there. Usually gets to two every game, minus 112 for over two and a half. Perron, two and a half minus or plus 115. Two points for McDavid, minus 118. Dry settle, 2.9 plus 105. Marner, 2.9 plus 140. Matthews, anytime goal is minus 139 get involved with some anytime goals parlay them i know maddie you do some of that stuff and we've had some success with the ftn subs we nailed two on friday and saturday uh four game parlay anytime goals we had smeshnikov in there for one we had matthews and we had mcdavid and the other one is blanking me right now but just those shooters right those volume shooters get involved with those guys the picks for me um matt we're doing a little bit better than the first week of the show yeah you're doing a lot better uh, another clean sweep for you three for three you hit nice. the Vegas money line, San Jose money line, who were uh, plus money, Florida money line, which was a scary, terrifying game. Yeah, three for three brings you to 33 and 47 on the year. A nice 70% for you. I'll take that. Yeah, SJ Sharkey. Shout out Cam. I like Tampa. I like St. Louis. I like the over in Carolina, Columbus, five and a half. I think that could get to six before you know it. I, I like that over. Puck lines I kind of stay away from, but I'm going to parlay two of those guys and just lay a little bit on the Leafs puck line and Edmonton puck line. They're both plus money, plus 128 and plus 115. Sorry, EY, going against the sense nightmare. Okay. I got my money in. Got money in. Uh, Eric, always a pleasure, man. Any final words? No, man. Happy hockey. Uh, let's uh... – and I'm, I'm really hoping that these postponed games don't continue at this rate. It's, uh, it's frustrating as a season-long fantasy player. It's frustrating as a fan of the NHL. Uh, my hope is that everyone can play their 56 games and we don't end up with a, a winning percentage and stuff like that. It's just going to get messy if this continues. Uh, but it's the way of the world, guys. You know, it's the way of the world right now. Everything is uh, nuts. We're living one day at a time. Chris is snowed in and living in an igloo. Uh, I, I really am wild times. I actually have to go back to work tomorrow. It's crazy days, crazy days, Matt, you got uh, a pick on the way out for us. Um, favorite shot prop is Garland. Favorite Garland, pick yeah. is uh, it feels so cheesy to take the Leafs. Give me Leafs puck line. I'll just make it a little different there. Yeah. Just, that's my favorite pick as a whole. Yeah, it's the trend. I think we got to continue to follow. You said something, Eric, earlier in this show with the postpone or the, all the postpone games season long. I don't really like to carry three goalies, but I think you got to. I think you got to. This is the time you got to get those goalie starts, depending on your format. I think, you know, guys like Halak and Allen that you may not, you know, start a typical backup. You just need to have these guys uh, on your roster because. You can't get screwed with all these, you know, postponed games and not getting the goalie starts and then missing all those categories. So I think you just need to change your strategy a little bit. It's something that I talked about over at FTN. If you're looking for that article, ftnfantasy.com. Eric Young, give him a follow at the Eric Young, myself at Chris Meany. Shout out to Matty Best getting it done for us all the time. Good luck tonight on the ice, and we'll talk to you later in the week. Cheers. (laughs) 